inside and that is important because the time will come when you run out of words when you run out of tears and then God is able to whisper into your spirit and and bring comfort to you do you know that God wants to talk to you more than you want to talk to God but sometimes when we're going through some stuff, our mind is racing, it's going over and over. We just, it's just so uh, consumes us that uh, God can't get through to us. He can't speak to us. And, and so we need to get our words and, and our emotions out and so that uh, we, we can drain as a sense of, of what's inside of us so that when we empty ourselves, then we can hear from God. And so in Lamentations 3, verse 49, it says, My tears flow endlessly. They will not stop until the Lord looks down from heaven and sees. See, tragedies can have a way of like refocusing our attention and and, uh, we tend to then just sort of stop and just to focus on some of the things that really matter in life, the most important priorities in life. Have you noticed that when you are going through a tragedy, like everything just slows down. Nothing goes slower than just sort of sitting, waiting in a hospital waiting room or, you know, is there anything that's slower than sitting in a funeral home? It's just like, man, this is a long time. You know, tragedies have this way of just like slowing us down. And, and, and that's not a bad thing because sometimes we are just so busy that we don't hear from God. He needs to slow us down. Psalm 46 verse 10 says, be still and know that I am God. You know, we need to come to the place where we stop arguing with God. We stop questioning what's happening and be still and know that he is God. He's in control. Another secret to finding strength to go on after a tragedy is to ask God to remove your fears. In a tragedy, we have all kinds of emotions. You know, we have like grief and confusion and and doubt and, and anger and frustration. But there is one emotion that is more deadlier than all of the other emotions, and that is fear. No, grief doesn't paralyze us. Anger doesn't paralyze us, but, but fear does. And, and if you're going to get on with your life after a tragedy, you're going to have to deal with that root of fear, that anxiety in your life. And so Jeremiah, he prays this in Lamentations 3, 55. He says, but I called on your name, Lord, from deep within the pit. You heard me when I cried. Listen to my pleading. Hear my cry for help. Yes, you came when I called and you told me, do not fear. See, everyone in this room has hidden fears. We all have them. We can fake them. We can pretend that we don't. We can medicate them. We can cover them up. And, but the truth is that everyone has fears. Fears are universal in life. And there are a lot of things in life that we need to fear. There's stuff that we're going to go through, but we have to learn how to deal with us. God gives to us, the Bible gives to us three antidotes to fear. And that is truth, love, and faith. And uh, the first one, truth. Truth will set us free from fears. Jesus said the truth will set you free. How's that an antidote to fear? Well, often our fears are based on misinformation, on on false information. They're not based on truth. They're based on lies or or perceptions, misunderstandings or prejudices. You know, uh, fear, they can say, can be the acrostic, F-E-A-R, where it is false evidence appearing real. See, that's what it is. You, you, you can be afraid of things that you don't need to be afraid of because of misconceptions of untruth. 
And, and you don't just get rid of fear by saying, I'm going to get rid of this fear. And No, you need to replace fear. The way that you get rid of it, you replace fear with truth. The more that you get into the truth of the Word of God, the more you get it into your spirit, then you'll find that you, the more the, uh, truth you will have, the less fear that you will have. <coughs> There'll be no room for fear. Put in truth and the truth will set you fear. And the second thing is that love. It says love, truth and love. And faith, love will cast out fear. And the Bible says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out all fear. It pushes us out. And so the more of God's love that you've got in your life, the more that you're going to be confident and the less that you're going to be afraid of things that are happening. It's like a child. You know, a child, they love their parents. They have security in their parents. The less likely they are to be afraid. And then faith will reduce fear. Faith doesn't eliminate fears. But faith gives you the courage to face your fears. You know, faith, faith will, uh, doesn't say, well, you know, it, it's not there and I don't believe it. And, and that's not faith. Faith is recognised in the reality of what's there. But having the confidence in God, the confidence that God will help you, give you the courage, give you the strength that you can face your fears, that you can walk through those things, that you can be victorious in that thing. You know, you, you, our, our dog uh, on Guy Fox night, like he was shivering. And he heard the crackers go off and he's a bit of a sook. And, and so he was shivering. And uh, so he came, he came running and normally he's Marilyn's dog. Normally he always wants to sit next to her. He's like a mummy's dog. You know, he's always there all the time. But on Guy Fox night, he didn't run to Marilyn. He ran to me. <laughs> he wanted to sit on my lap. He knew who could protect him in the times of fear. See, we can be plagued by fears or trauma or tragedy or loss. And, and we need to remember the Bible says in, in 2 Timothy, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. You know, Jesus Christ, he can give us, he can help us. You know, he'll help us to overcome our fears. He'll give us relief from fears when we surrender our lives to him and, and, and trust him for his love and care and control. Then the third thing, a uh, secret to recovering and finding strength to go on is number three is to remember what never changes. Remember what never changes. Life is constantly changing. It changes all the time. And when you're in a tragedy, obviously it goes even faster. One moment something's like this and then the next moment something's different. And, and it's an instant change. And, and, and there are some things that that you need to do in a time like that. There are some things in your life that never do change. And, and so you need to anchor yourself into these securities, these things that never do change in your life. You need to anchor or, or fasten or bolt yourself to the unchangeable realities or you're just going to get blown around by the circumstances of life. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19 says, this hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. Our souls are our mind, our will, our emotion. Hope is an anchor, gives to us security, stability in the area of our mind and our will and our emotions. To have hope in the Bible is the expectation of a favourable future under God's direction. Jeremiah did this. No matter what happened, there were three things that were never going to change. He reminded himself of these three things. He reminded himself, one, that God is still in control. He says in Lamentations chapter 5, verse 17 and 19, he says, Our hearts are sick and weary. Our eyes grow dim with fears. But Lord, 
You remain the same forever. Your throne continues from generation to generations. God is still on the throne. He is still calling the shots in spite of the tragedy that we might be going through. See, humans have a free will. Yeah, we, we make mistakes, we make bad choices, people get hurt, you know, and God does not take away from us our free will, but God promises that he will work all things together for good to those that love him. He will, he will take it, he, he, he won't change us making decisions, but he can change the outcome of those decisions uh, that we make. And so the truth is I can't handle everything that's going to happen in, in my life, I don't have to. Yeah, God will. The secret of Christ's control is Christ's control. I let him handle it. And though I remind myself I can't handle it, it's out of my control, it's not out of God's control, I can trust him. And then secondly, I remember that God still loves me. You know, he's never gonna stop loving me. People may stop loving me, but God never will. Lamentations chapter three, verse 22, 23, it says this. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh every morning. This is the scripture that we get that great song, Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. That's my favourite hymn. I always said to Marilyn, that's the hymn I want to have at my funeral. You know, God is a faithful God. You know, we get it. Great is his faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. His mercies begin afresh every morning. And then I remember that God is all I need. Lamentations chapter 3, 24, and I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance, therefore I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who depend on him, to those who search for him, so it is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. You're never going to know that God is all you need until you come to the place where God is all you've got. And then when God is all you've got, you'll find that you don't need anything else because he is the one that has all of the other resources. You don't know, you don't have to have it all. You don't have to have all the answers if you know God. And then the final point, musicians like just come back, is believe that God will restore you. Believe that God will restore you. Chapter 5 and verse 21 it says, Restore us, O Lord, and bring us back to you again. Give us back the joys we once had. You know, expect them. To, to work in your life, trust him, believe that God will help you recover from what you've been through. You, know, you have to trust God, that God will bring good even out of bad. You know, Jeremiah did this, he, he had lost everything and, and yet he's praying here, restore us, O Lord, and bring us back to you again. Give us back the joys that we once had. You know that God specializes in new beginnings. The Bible says that it talks about being born again. Talks about a new beginning, a new life, a fresh start, a fresh lease on life, a new direction. In order to have that, we have to trust God. We have to believe in him. We have to expect and anticipate that God will work good. You know, Jesus came into the world to bring good news, not bad news. You know, he didn't come to bring bad into your life. He came to bring good in your life, good news in your life. Restore us, O Lord, and bring us back to you again. Give us back the joys we once had. He can restore that joy in your life. 
You know, don't resign from life. You know, don't, don't take the attitude, you know, oh, I'm, I'm just never going to be happy again. I'm just going to pull myself into this little shell and I'm going to be like a little porcupine, you know, put this wall around me and I'm never going to let anyone get close to me again. I'm not, never going to let anyone touch my emotions again and I'm not going to let anyone keep close. I'm just going to keep everybody away. You may as well curl up and die right now. Yeah, don't resign from life. Don't exit from living. Don't retreat into resentment. Re- resentment doesn't work. It just hurts you. It doesn't hurt other people. It doesn't hurt God. You know, it just hurts you. In fact, it only makes the problem worse. There are two things that you should do. One, accept what cannot be changed. You know, there's a lot of things in life that you can't control. In fact, most things in life you can't control. And the only way to overcome them is acceptance. Acceptance is the key to peace. Acceptance is the key to serenity. Remember that serenity prayer where it says, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. Acceptance is a key to getting on with your life. You know, some of you, you've already lost a loved one. They're not coming back. You know, no matter how much you wish for it, no matter how much you, you would hope that it would be different, they're, they're not coming back. Some of you have been holding out on, on a partner that maybe has left you and they've already found somebody else. They've gone, they've moved on with life and they're not coming back and, and you've got to let it go. You know, I've, I've had a, a surgery a number of times in my life. I, I wish I didn't, didn't have to, but I'm, I'm not going to camp at my misfortune. I'm not, I'm not going to let it define my life. I need to move on. I need to keep, keep on with life. The acceptance is the key to peace. And it's also, also, by the way, faith. You know, faith is accepting the facts of life, accepting the realities, but not being discouraged by it. That's real faith. I believe that God is still with me. I believe that God is going to help me out. And secondly, focus on what's left, not on what is lost. Make a list of the things that you're thankful for. You know, gratitude uh, destroys depression. You know, it's impossible to be depressed when when you have a heart of thankfulness and you stop and and, and you make a list of all the things that you can thank God for and and, and you'll find that those dark clouds will begin to roll away as you have an attitude of gratitude. See, there's no tragedy that happens in life that you cannot recover from. And Christ can give you the strength and the power and the energy and the love and the grace to handle it. You know, today is our Remembrance Sunday. And, and we're just going to give you the, just the opportunity, really, if you're uh, facing a Chris, Christmas without a loved one, and, you know, it may not happen this year, but every time it comes to Christmas, there's that little hole in your heart because there's somebody missing from the circle, there's somebody missing from the table. There's somebody not there. And instead of Christmas being a time of joy, Christmas becomes a time really of sadness where you stop and, and, and you just wish that it didn't happen, that there's a big ache in your heart at this time of the year. I just, you just wish the day would pass quickly. Maybe it's an experience of a broken relationship and uh, you just want to leave, you just want to move on. And I want to really encourage you this morning, you know, as you... We make opportunity and there's going to be flowers at the back and, and you can just go back and, and, and 
and, and take a flower and, and bring it up and just lay it on the altar as it were. Make this an altar this morning. We're not really into holy altars and stuff, but make this an altar this morning where you can just come and bring it back to God and, 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 and just make your prayer. You know, God, give to me back again the joy that I once had. You know, maybe there's that emptiness, that brokenness, that ache in your heart. God, give me back the joy which I once had. And as you've finished that, and maybe you've got to push your way out to do that and just feel free to do that, we're just going to stand and sing while that's happening and uh, just go back to your seat afterwards and then we'll just close our service. Chris will come and we'll close our service and we'll pray a prayer of blessing and just wrap together the whole service up this morning. Let's all stand, shall we, and sing, shall we? Just feel free to move and there's some baskets at the back with flowers. Just move back and take that and come on up.